0: Bearing in mind, Sakina, there's obviously this big concern around China and whether we see a hard landing or a soft landing from China. Uh, it's now the world's second largest economy, and, and the Chinese themselves have rationalized their growth expectations lower to between 65 and 7%. So this number coming out just firmly within Chinese guidance, very much in line with expectations uh, at 6.7%. Why is this important to South Africa? Remember, they remain uh, one of our largest trading partners uh, and very closely tied, I guess, to, to our export earnings. And that's the reason why it's important to us. Uh, some of the key trends to watch on this over the longer term, though, is, is, is less the headline number of 6.7% than it is the changing mix within the Chinese economy. I mean, you mentioned in your intro retail sales, they're growing by just shy of 11%. Uh, Whereas if you have a look at the industrial sector, industrial output at a much more sluggish 6.1%. So what is this showing you? It's showing you the Chinese economy is reorientating itself away from being the factory of the world. Everyone still thinks of China as this this big factory of the world. The Chinese are reorientating their economy towards a more consumption-led growth model. Uh, This is evidenced by the fact that services now contribute a larger share of Chinese GDP than does manufacturing. Uh, And what's encouraging there is that if you have a look at services, those expanding at a faster pace of 7.6% compared to the 6.1% of industrial output. So this, uh, I guess longer term, what are the ramifications for South Africa? Uh, South Africa needs to diversify our own uh, economic growth, our own economy and export earnings away from simply, uh, uh, let's call it primary industries or raw material exports. And the reason for this is even uh, as one of our larger trading partners reorientate their own economy, their needs will be changing. And so as a result, South Africa needs to craft a new path for where we want to fit into the global value chain.
1: Indeed, Mohammed. And then uh, the United States and the United Kingdom, inflation rising there as global trends show an uptick in prices.
0: Now this is interesting because uh, certainly ahead of consensus expectations. Uh, firstly, let's look at the U.K. Uh, inf- inflation in the U.K., CPI, rising uh, to 1% on a year-on-year basis from 0.6% previously. Uh, as I mentioned, it's ahead of expectations. Uh, h- how far is this off the mark? Well, they've got a 2% inflation target, so still pretty far off the mark there. As you'll recall when uh, when we had the global financial crisis, uh, the U.K. was willing to tolerate inflation well north of their 2 percent target. So it doesn't have any direct bearing right now in terms of monetary policy in the UK. We'd expect that to remain easy, obviously, with the risk of the Brexit coming through as we head into 2017. Uh, on another note, though, we had US CPI rising uh, in line with expectations. It's up at one and a half percent on a year on year basis. They also have a two percent target. But what's interesting here is core CPI. So if you take out food and fuel and you look at core CPI, uh, that's at two point two percent. It's above the two percent target and this certainly raises i guess the prospect for a fed to consider a hike in, in december they're saying that yes the economy is starting to return to kind of kind of trend inflation numbers the jobs market gains have been reasonably strong and so this obviously one of those data prints that would feed in to that massive discussion around whether the fed hikes rates or not as we as we go into the tail end of this year
1: and then, just uh, finally, Mohammed, eyes on South African inflation numbers. Uh, we touched on this yesterday, and that, of course, uh, due for release today. Um, are we expecting it to move above six percent?
0: Yeah, and this will be the key focal point for me today. Is, is is looking at local inflation. The expectation is for it to move above six percent. It was five point nine percent as at the last print, and the reason why it's expected to move above the six percent mark is that food inflation, as we head into the last three. Yeah, food inflation becomes quite material. Uh, we see that peaking uh, well into the double digits at around 12 to 12.5% on a year-on-year basis, before hopefully easing. I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing the weather that indicates some early signs of rain. So if we get to see that rain come through in a much more substantive form, if it comes through and falls in the right catchment areas, uh, that would certainly turn me a lot more positive on the inflation outlook as we head into the, uh, into next year. But for now, in the near term, uh, still expected to move above that 6% mark, but remain sticky around the 6% level. And that's important because, remember, in terms of informing inflation expectations, they still remain anchored at 6%. We're going to have to see some material positive developments, not just in food prices, but also in the RAND in order to bring that back down within that 3 to 6% band. So we'll have a look at that, and we'll unpack that in detail for you tomorrow.
1: Indeed, looking forward to that. Thank you so much, Muhammad Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank CIB.